Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about creative people leveraging their brilliance to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the chorus of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast. Hey, Brilliant Squad. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. If you're new here, welcome. I'm your host, Monique Malcolm, and the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast is a show for side hustlers and solopreneurs who want to create their own opportunities and make money by leveraging their ideas, talents, and skills. Basically what I call pimping your brilliance. This is episode number 75, and if you want to find show notes, you can find them at pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash 75. I also want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by The Brilliance Lounge. The Brilliance Lounge is a learning community for side hustlers and solopreneurs who want to monetize, systemize, and grow a thriving creative business. Every month, you get access to a masterclass and resources on different aspects of running and growing your business, plus the community support you need to get you to the finish line. Get a 14-day trial by visiting pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash trial. Okay, okay, so let's talk about today's episode. First off, I just want to encourage you, if you are interested in the Brilliance Lounge at all, to take advantage of the 14-day trial because our theme this month is Plan Your Year, which is also the topic of this episode. And I'm going to be talking about and sharing ways to prepare for your year, but in the Brilliance Lounge, we're actually going to be working together on creating an actual plan, and I have plenty of printable resources that members get exclusive access to. And my goal is that everyone who completes the weekly assignments as they're released, they'll have their plan worked out by the end of the month, which I think is really cool because I'm going to be doing the work alongside of you because I like to start thinking about the new year in November. And I know for some people, they're just like, oh, don't rush the year. I don't have time for that. But my reality is that the holiday season just gets so busy. Once Halloween passes and we get into Thanksgiving and all the other holidays, Hanukkah and Christmas and all of the different things that people celebrate, it just becomes really, really exhausting. And it's, if you let the year catch you, I have found in previous years that by the time January rolls around, if I don't have a plan in place, it takes me weeks and weeks and weeks to get on track because you're just so tired and really kind of spent after the holidays are over. So a few years ago, I started thinking, I'm not going to wait until January to start putting together a plan. I'm going to do it before the holidays get too crazy. So I've been thinking about this for weeks. I've actually mapped out all of the things that I think you need to do to plan for the year, which is a use as the outline for this episode. And I think that this is a really good time to start thinking about what do you want for the next year, 2020. And this show is evergreen. So, you know, 2021, 2022. And so on. What do you what do you want? How do you want to plan the year? I really find that if you fail to plan, what is it? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. It's true. It's not just a cliche quote that people say or put on Instagram. It's true. If you don't have a plan, you don't have a direction to aim for. And if you don't have a direction to aim for, where are you really going? And how are you going to know once you reach it? You don't. You don't have any baselines or any guidelines to help you. So in this episode, I really want to talk about four things, or actually four broad categories that you should be looking at when you start thinking about planning the next year and doing that sooner rather than later. 
even if you just have to take like the final two weeks of December and map out a really quick plan, I encourage you to do that if November is just way too soon for you to be thinking about it. But honestly, if you start thinking about this before Thanksgiving actually arrives, you'll feel so much better and a lot less frazzled at the beginning of the year. Trust me on this. Post-holiday slump is real and it's not a great time to be thinking about what you actually want to do for your business in the coming year. Okay, so let's dive into how to plan your year. And let's start at the top. Before you can start looking ahead, you have to look back. So the first thing that I suggest you do is review your year. That starts with doing a recap. What were the highs and lows of the year? This is where a lot of content creators like to create blog posts or podcasts or videos about some of the things that happened in the year, you know, doing a a rundown of 10 things that happened this year or 12 things, maybe one for each month. But if you just think about it in those terms, what happened this year? Really kind of going back through and thinking about all the things that happened. Pulling all the important metrics for your business and analyzing that data. So it could be money in and money out, social media followers, website visitors or podcast downloads, whatever metrics are important for your particular business that you've been tracking throughout the year. Look for patterns. Where did the numbers look really good? Where did they not look good? And ask yourself, how can you do more to get those good numbers? What kinds of things really worked? See if you can find patterns or things that you did this year that really helped you move the needle. So those are the things that you really kind of want to highlight so that you can come back to it later. Think about what's working and what's not working in your business. So taking an inventory and being honest about what really worked this year. And what worked in terms of what did you like doing? What felt good? And then what's not working? What has stalled out? What no longer feels joyful for you to do? And if there are things that are on your what's not working list, either eliminate them or figure out ways to outsource them so that you don't have to do it anymore. Because you don't want to do things that are just not working. And especially if it's something that saps your energy. For example, I decided this year, I was going to stop doing a weekly podcast episode because it was just taking up so much time and I just felt really drained and burnt out having to create a new episode every week in addition to other content that I want to create. So I dropped down to a bi-weekly show. And let me tell you, I feel so much better about that. Sometimes I wrestle with it, but the reality is I just like having to produce less content. So that works for me. And that came from really thinking about what was no longer working. Look for areas that you can improve. So if there are things that you really notice you were kind of slacking in or that you fell off, where can you improve? And then the last thing you really want to look at is what were your biggest wins for the year? And figure out a way to celebrate yourself if you haven't already done that. Or maybe just celebrate yourself again because as people who are so busy especially creatives, solopreneurs, side hustlers, people who are trying to build these businesses, we don't give ourselves a lot enough credit. We have wins and we just try to skate by them as quickly as possible. And I want to encourage you to stop doing that. Celebrate yourself. Give credit where credit is due. Toot your own horn and don't be embarrassed about that. So definitely celebrate any wins that you had for the year. The second area that I want you to look at is money goals and setting some money goals for the year. 
So some of the things that you might want to take a look at is what were this year's revenue numbers? Did you meet your revenue goal? If you set one at the beginning of the year and if you didn't, where did you fall short or how much did you fall short? If you did, awesome. Again, celebrate yourself. Did you exceed it? Did you meet it? Like, where did you fall? What do those numbers look like? And this is where you have to be real about your business. There's no time to be afraid of the numbers when you run a creative business, especially if you are a team of one. You need to know your numbers. You need to know how much money is coming in. You need to know how much money is going out. You need to be really clear about what's generating revenue and what's not generating revenue. Because if you're not making money, you don't have a business. You have a hobby. And if you're investing in a lot of tools and other things like that, you have an expensive hobby. So you need to really know what numbers you have and figure out if the numbers fall short, how much are they falling short? And what can you do to change that? Once you have reviewed the year's numbers and the year's revenue, the next thing I would suggest that you do is choose a revenue goal for next year. How much money do you want to make? How much do you want to generate? I learned a really great strategy for coming up with revenue goals from Megan Hale. She has this really wonderful workshop on creating GGB goals, which stands for good, better, best. And the workshop is free, so I will link to it in the show notes so that you can take it if you would like. But basically, she says set your good goals. So that's like your minimum goal. How much do you minimally want to make next year? Like the absolute minimum. And if you are trying to go full time, your minimum goal should be how much money you need to make to leave your job. She goes through the whole process. But anyway, um, your minimum goal, your better goal, so that's stepping it up a bit, and then your best goal. And her whole thought process is, if you land anywhere on this spectrum of good, better, and best, you had a successful year because at minimum, you've met your minimum goal, which would cover your monthly expenses. And if you hit your best goal, then I mean, you really knocked it out the party. You did a really great job. But she has a whole process for coming up with those numbers and what is the minimum amount of money that you need to make and um, you know how to step up or increase those amounts for the better and best in a way that feels good. So I highly recommend you take it. After you've chosen your revenue goal, it's time to break that goal down and think about what do those numbers look like quarterly and monthly? Because if you wanted to make, let's say, $60,000 in a year, how much do you need to make a quarter? You need to make $15,000. And then you think about how much do you need to make monthly? Um, Just trying to do some quick math, I would say you would need to make a little bit over $3,000 a month um, to hit that number. Or what is it? Maybe like $3,100. I don't know what the the math is. I didn't do the math. But uh, you need to figure out what those numbers look like. And the reason why is because you really need to start thinking about how is your pricing or how is what you're offering helping you hit that minimum monthly goal? So if you need to make $3,000 a month, what does that look like as far as products sold and offers or services sold? How much do you need to sell? Maybe do you need to raise your prices or bring on more clients? And if you need to raise your prices, by how much? You can only make those kind of determinations when you actually know what numbers you're aiming for. And then you can start breaking it down. If you need to make $3,000 a month and you have packages that are $500, great, you need six clients. If you sell smaller uh, products, then you need to move a whole lot more a month to get to that $3,000. But you need to know what do those numbers look like to even begin to put together a plan for that. 
And this is something that I used to be super duper guilty of. I would put out these money goals and then not have any idea of what those numbers look like, how much I needed to sell, how many people I needed to get my products in front of in order to sell that many things. So here's something that you can do that's like a really quick math equation to help you figure out some of these numbers. So once you, let's just say you you have, um, you sell planners <laughs> like myself. And let's say you want to sell 30 planners in a month. Well, you need to get in front of or get that product in front of a good amount of people to sell that 30. So let's just talk briefly about, let's think briefly about conversion rates. Industry average conversion rates is about one to 3%. So that's for every 100 people, one to three people are going to purchase that product. That's the percentage. So if you wanted to sell 30 planners in a month, then you need to do some math. So let's just say your conversion rate average is 2%. So to sell 30 planners in a month, that would mean you would need 1,500 people to see that product. 1,500 people to see the landing page for that product in hopes that that 2% that conversion rate holds true and then you would sell 30 planners in a month. So when you're thinking about your money goals, keep that in mind, especially as we transition into our next topic, which is determining your content needs because your content is really going to drive those people to your offers and to your products. So you really want to be thinking about creating content that is driving people to your products, to your landing pages, or getting them on your email list. So when you're thinking about content needs, the first thing that I suggest you do is go back to the platforms that you are using. And again, once you analyze those numbers in step one, you'll have a better idea of this. But, you know, what are you going to focus on as your main content platform? Is it still going to be your blog? Is it going to be your podcast? Is it going to be a YouTube channel? Are you going to do more lives? Like, what do you want to be your main content platform? For me, it's the podcast. And then you want to think about which supporting platforms are you going to use? So it could be Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. And then once you figure out your main platform, and then I suggest you pick two supporting platforms. So whatever those are going to be, how often are you going to create and post content for them? Do you need to make any adjustments to your schedule or switch up your workflow to make sure that you can create the content and post to these platforms consistently? Because Right now, I'm seeing so many of us are creating so much content, and it's, a, it's really great content, but it doesn't have a purpose. We haven't really thought out how does this content lead our ideal audience to the next step, and that's what we really need to start focusing on when we're creating content, not just creating content because you heard on a podcast or some guru told you to create a bunch of content so that your audience will like, know, and trust you. That's great but you can be more strategic with your content. And I think the first step is being really clear with yourself on what platforms you're going to use and how often you're going to be creating and posting on them and really coming up with a workflow and a strategy for that. Something else that I want to suggest is thinking about theming up your content, especially by month. So again, thinking how we can be strategic with our content and help our audience discover what we have to offer them and how we have solutions for their problems by leading them to our products through our content. One of the things that I'm really going to be experimenting with personally is using a theme as the basis of all of my content. Um, And especially with the Brilliance Lounge, 
every month we tackle a new theme. And so I want to relate that theme to my podcast content, my email newsletter content, and my Instagram content. And just use it as a way to take a specific like group of content every month and figure out ways to stretch it and repurpose it so that I don't have to create so much brand new content. So you may want to think about something similar, theming your content by months and just taking some of the pressure off of you to have to come up with a whole bunch of new ideas every single month. I think this is also a great way to really start thinking about your content in terms of where is it sending people? So if every month you're focusing on either a subset of overall theme that's related to your topic or maybe just the specific theme that's related to your product, I think that this is a good way to start being more strategic with how your content is driving people to certain places. The last thing that I suggest you do is decide how your content is going to support you in promoting your offers. So I kind of touched on that with talking about theming the content, but remember your content is a discovery tool for your ideal audience. Your content is what's going to lead them to your landing pages. It's what's leading them to your freebie opt-ins. It's what's leading them to your services, all of these different things that you have that are available to them. So thinking about what types of content you'll create to help them know, like, and trust you. And then what specific content do you need to create to communicate to your audience that you have solutions, that you have products for sale that are going to solve their problems. So that's what I would do and start thinking about in terms of content for next year. And then finally, the best part, putting it all together, planning out your first 90 days. Again, thinking ahead so that January, you can hit the year running, hit the ground running. And bonus points if you start doing some of this content creation, product creation before the new year hits, or if you at least have a system in place for doing it. But the first thing you need to do is think about your sales focus. What is going to be the main thing you're going to promote during the next 90 days? Is it going to be a new offer? Is it going to be a product that is for sale at the beginning of the year? Like what is going to be the main offer for you? After that, coming up with your content strategy. Have you planned out the content strategy to support your promotion? Is it scheduled in your planner or project manager? So when is this promotion going to go live? Do you need to create certain things for it? One of your plans for creating that stuff. Get all of those dates down. The third thing I would think about is projects. What projects are you focusing on? What new things do you want to create? Do you have, again, plans with deadlines attached? And if you don't, get those deadlines together. Schedule them, put them on your calendar. And then the last thing I would think about is personal development. What do you need or want to learn in the first 90 days of next year? What resources do you need to make that happen? What kind of investments do you need to make that happen? And again, what is the timeline for this? So getting some dates on the calendar, start building out timelines for next year. Seriously, use a project manager use a paper planner, use a bullet journal, whatever you have that works for you. Start thinking of hard deadlines for stuff. When do things need to go live? What are the dates your promotions are going to be live? What dates do you need to start creating this content? How soon do you need to notify your audience that you're going to have this thing? Don't wait until the last minute. Don't put it off. Start thinking about that now and making plans for it now. And it can be small plans like 
a sheet of paper with just a bunch of ideas written on it and some direction to, to think about is much better than having nothing. So if you take nothing from this, please start thinking about your plans for the first 90 days of next year and set some dates, some due dates and set some deadlines and start start getting it together sooner rather than later. Okay, so I know I threw out a lot at you, but hopefully this will be helpful because I want you to be great. I want you to have an amazing year. So we need to start planning for that now. Again, if you want to work with me and the community to do this together, then I, again, invite you to take a look at the Brilliance Lounge. You can find more details at pimpybrilliance.com backslash trial. And there's details there about what you get access to inside the lounge. I would love to see you on the inside. Also, I would love to know what you think about this episode. So hit me up on Instagram at Pimp Your Brilliance and comment on the post for this episode. Or you can always email me hello at pimpyourbrilliance.com and let me know what you thought of that of this episode there. All right. Well, until next time, go out there and pimp your brilliance.